I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this episode is recorded, the Gubby Gubby people. I would also like to acknowledge the First Nations peoples and language groups across this entire nation in which conception, pregnancy and sacred motherhood knowledge has been shared. We pay our deepest respects to their elders past, present and emerging and further extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Hello, hello and welcome. You are listening to the Oxytocin Hour. I'm your host, Dana. I'm a midwife, mum of five and all-round oxytocin enthusiast. People are all too willing to share their negative experiences of conception, pregnancy, labour, birth and beyond. The Oxytocin Hour is your safe haven, filled with positive experiences from mums, dads, doulas, midwives and everyone in between. Each week we will release a new episode with the intent to uplift and inspire you. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Now, let's get into today's episode. This and every episode of the Oxytocin Hour is strictly for entertainment purposes and is not to be used as medical advice. Welcome back to the Oxytocin Hour. On today's episode, we have Katie. She is a homeschooling mum of three living on the north side of Brisbane. Thanks so much for joining me today, Katie. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be on your podcast. I'm so excited for our chat that we're going to have today because we had like a little, a little chat just before we started recording. I'm like, oh, this is going to be, this is going to be a really good one. So yeah, I'm so excited to share my story. I'll talk for our hours about birth <laughs> same but we're limited to an hour so it's like but yeah we'll keep it, keep yeah, it in let's, there. <laughs> let's just get to the yeah get to the good stuff um so yeah basically take it away let's just start okay so my story is that I was I feel like I was pretty young having kids so I had my first child when I was 19 um and at that age, I think clearly fear got the better of me. My partner was always all for like, let's have a home birth, let's do it at home. And I was like, you know what? No, like, and babies are born in hospitals. So that was my, that's what I had in my brain. That's how it was. Um, so I knew that I wanted like a natural birth at the very least. And I got to go along to a young parents program. Um, and they were honestly awesome. They were so good. I did apply for the birth center at Royal Brisbane and originally got rejected from that. But being young and part of the young parents program, they can actually advocate for you to get into their program. Um, So they wrote a letter advocating for me to get into the birth center. And that's how I secured a spot, which was so great. Um, And they were really good in giving me my options like the the young parents program we had one midwife who came along that worked at the hospital and she was so good in like um offering me all the different natural options because she could see that I was quite like on that path to have a natural birth and oh I have great question I have no idea it's been seven years now but I don't know she was so lovely so sweet and um so she like gave me like this she like armed me with this like all this information and that was like the beginning of it. That was really it. I knew that I wanted a natural birth. I knew that I wanted a water birth. And I went in with that power in my mind. But that was quickly trampled on 
by the midwives who worked there. Now, I'm not saying all of them were. There was a great bunch of them. But there was one or two select midwives in my midwife group. Now, this is like seven years ago, so I can't speak for them now. Um, that were kind of speaking down to me, whether it because of my age or whether because of my choices. Like, um, I feel like I wasn't being heard the whole time. I know for like one point there was a piece of paper that we did have to fill out that had, you know, like your options that you want to go through, like what's going to happen during birth, what do you want available, what do you want afterwards? And I filled it out at home, I took it in, and then the lady quote unquote lost it and I knew they hadn't lost it I'd handed it to them um and she wanted to fill it out with me and so she sat there filling it out and she skipped over questions that were like quite important and I looked at them I'm like hey sorry like this is the option I want for this because I knew that in the heat of the moment if that wasn't filled out they would have taken that as like oh well she wants it done and so I was like very adamant that they filled it out. And I felt like in that moment, that one wasn't hearing me. She was not listening to me. And I was like really, really hoping that when I gave birth, she just happened to not be on. I was very lucky when I did give birth, I got the most beautiful midwife. Um, So that was all well and good. And then the rest of it was kind of smooth sailing, pretty easy. And then we move on to giving birth. Like he... All my births are very fast. Like my longest birth from the first contraction to baby in my arms was 2.5 hours. So that was, it was a rush. Um, So my first, giving birth to my first, he is now seven, just turned seven. He, it was, it was like a full moon actually. It was a full moon. And I was going to go out for dinner and I was like, you know what? No. I just need to stay home. Like, I feel like I need to stay home. Everyone else in the house went out for dinner. And I was like, they left probably like an hour they were gone. And I rang them up and I'm like, guys, I was like, someone needs to come home. Like, it ramped up. All of a sudden, I was like, sore back. I was like, nah, you just need to come home. They're like, we're just ordering dinner. We'll we'll be home soon. And I'm like, hurry. So they get home and I'm like, we need to go. It was like, no doubt about it. I'm like, we need to leave. So we got to the hospital and I made it like as far as like, I made it as far as like the first set of seats before I'm like having full blown on the ground contractions. And I'm just like between contractions trying to slowly walk in the hospital and I made it into the foyer and I'm like on the ground and this, this doctor walks past and he's kind of like, oh, do you guys need a wheelchair? I'm there. I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'll get that my partner on both like yeah that would be really handy we'll get there like you know so they get me in a wheelchair we get up there I had this beautiful midwife Elaine she was so gentle such a beautiful soul and she got the bath ready for me she could see that it was happening she was like we'll check you and I was like oh okay sweet and she goes to check me and I'm like mid-construction she's like well we're not gonna check you you're very clearly in labor like you're very clearly dilated ready to give birth and I was like sweet we got in the bathtub and that was the point where I started to doubt myself like that transition phase I was like I need something this is hurting I need gas and I was so so thankful that I had a very good support group like my partner is very very supportive he knew that I wanted a natural birth and he made sure I got it and the midwife on duty was very she she could see that that's what I wanted too so she was like you know what it's gonna take me longer to set up the gas than it is to gonna have this baby and I was like oh 
let's go then. Let's have a baby. And he was out. I think he was 18 minutes of pushing. Um, and then it was just pure bliss. Like we just sat in the bath and I was so thankful that I got into the birth center with like, you know, the double bed, the couch, um, everything. And then Elaine's shift ended and that's kind of where it took a turn. Um, there was this one midwife and she, I don't know, she just must've had some, something against young mums. Cause I feel like I look a lot younger than I actually am. So we were 19, freshly 19. And then she was very bossy to us, like, which they took us around to get stitched up. And my partner was holding our son at that point. And he started to cry and he's like mid hand on the chair, ready to stand up and rock him. And she looks at him and she goes, you need to rock him. And I was just on the bed, like, you know, ready, getting stitched. And she was just like, you need to rock him. And I was just like, kind of taken aback. I was like, Oh, really? Does it need to be said that way? Like clearly he's very clearly, but yeah, she was kind of the whole time asked us multiple times about, um, controversial topics at the, yeah, like constantly did pressure us quite a few times. Like, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing this? Why are you doing that? You know, like, oh, you need to be doing this. You need to, you know, and there was no help, no continuity of care, no help with breastfeeding, nothing actually helpful. Um, And they were like, I did have one other midwife come in and she was like, hey, like, if you want to go early, we can get the pediatrician in early to clear you to go. And I was like, you know what? No, I'd rather just get some sleep. Cause at that point it was like midnight. And then we were the first ones on the list to get the pediatrician in the morning anyway, so we could leave. Um, so that was fine. After we finally were like, yeah, we just want to get some sleep. They left us alone, which was great. And then in the morning, the pediatrician came. And at that point we had like quite like a restrictive diet and um, they did come around to me and they were like bringing around food and they go, Oh, we've actually got nothing for you. We've run out of meals for you. And I was like, this is a hospital and I just gave birth. I feel like this is kind of a poignant time where a woman might need some food. And they were like, we can offer you a piece of toast. And I was just like, oh, no, it's fine. Thank you. I think we're leaving soon anyway. And we packed, we did pack in like some apples and some fruit and stuff so that we had something anyway. But it was kind of like one of those things I was like, would you not be trying to find like a woman who's just given birth some food? Um, and that kind of like, I think that was really the point that like set in stone for me that like, Hey, this wasn't the place for us to birth. And next time I don't want this. Like I want to take control. So two years later, we decided that we would have another kid. Um, so it was a very conscious conception. Um, and we were actually kind of at the point we were like, you know, what if we free birth? Let's do it. And, but we actually share a house. So we live in a dual living household. So like the two kitchens, two bathrooms, blah, blah, blah. And my parents live upstairs and we live downstairs. And my mom was kind of like, you know what, as a nurse, I just like, if while you're under my roof, like I'd really, if, if you can't afford a midwife, I would love to pay for it. And I would love you to have a midwife. And I was like, okay, like if they're, they're expensive, mum, like we have no public funded home birth in Queensland, like it's a big issue and I'm happy to pay for it. If like, it will settle my nerves a bit. And, and cause she's like, she has confidence in me, but you know, like she's just a nursing background, you know, 
horror stories. And I'm like, that's fine. Like, you know what? If you're willing to pay for it, let's look for a midwife. And I did. I found a beautiful midwife. I went through my midwives and I used Karen. And she was she was lovely. She was so respectful the whole time. Um, she always respected like our choices and she was just this really nice breath of fresh air. Like it was the first time that I experienced the continuity of care. And she um so yeah, so we met with her and she was just she was she was lovely. She respected that we didn't want too many scans and she was like, you know what, like just to cover myself, like I need you to have one scan and I was like, Cool. Um, no worries. And yeah, she yeah, she was so great. She knew when home birth and she was really happy. She like came and yeah, had a chat to us at the house and then we went and we visited her multiple times throughout the pregnancy. And then we actually got to the giving birth and I was like, I was like, I have had a fast birth previously. And she was like, you know what? Sometimes the second one takes a bit longer. Like the body already knows what it's doing. Sometimes faster, sometimes longer. I was like, well, I'm, I don't know. I just feel, feel like it's going to be shorter. <laughs> she gave me, I got to like 41 weeks again. So all of my pregnancies have been post 41 weeks. Um, and she was like, you know what, if you want to stretch and sweep, I'm happy to do one. And I was like, well, last time they did that, I felt really violated. They didn't tell mm-hmm. me what they were doing. They didn't explain anything. She was like, you know what, if you want one, I'm happy to go through it and I explain it the whole way. And, yeah, she um, yeah, she was so good. Like, So I did actually end up getting a stretch and sweep. She explained it the whole way through and she was so respectful. She's like, you want to stop anytime we can. And that was what caused me to go into labor. Like I knew that I was so close to going into labor, like I could feel it. And that really set it into like into traction. And, and the next night I was, I could feel the niggling starting to happening the same as the first one. So from first contraction to the baby in my arms, this birth was an hour 45. Wow. Yeah. So it was, it was intense. Like, so the back pain started. It's always been my first sign of like giving birth is back pain. And it just like, it ramped up straight away. And I called her and I'm like, she's like, well, you seem to be breathing through them and talking through them. I'm like, they're coming pretty quick. I think you guys should head over. She's like, I'll call the second midwife, Lauren, and I'll get her to head over. She lives closer. I was like, sweet. And she's like, just text me your contractions. And I was like sitting there having contractions. I'm like texting her and she's like, okay, no worries. And then she texts me back a minute later. She goes, that's three contractions in under five minutes. She's like, I need to leave now. And I'm like, (laughs) she's like, I didn't think it was that bad. Mm. I'm like, yeah. And then she, so my little, my two-year-old at the time, he was two at the time, my oldest was two. He was riding his little bike around. We're trying to fill up this birth pool that we decided mid-contractions, we would move from the bedroom where we'd set up the birthing space into the kitchen. (laughs) So like mid-contractions, we're pushing this birth pool through a door. And we're trying to fill it up it's probably got like I don't know six inches of water in it and I'm like walking out and I felt my waters break I was like on the floor of the bathroom and I felt the waters break and I walk out to the kitchen I'm like Mason I was like she is coming I was like you need to get on the ground and grab her and he goes just hop in the pool and I'm like this pool is hip height I'm like one there is a head between my legs. I cannot get my leg up that tight. Two, there is not enough water and it is not warm enough. I was like, you get on the ground and catch her now. 
the midwife isn't even there yet. <laughs> and he's like, literally, just as I push her out, he's on the ground in the kitchen. He catches her. He's kind of like, kind of like a like a book deer in headlights right now. And my midwife runs down the stairs. She's got bags on her arms. She's got all the emergency equipment, you know, like that they carry. She's got bags on her arms. She runs in, dumps it all on the ground. And she's there just in time to like assist him to just like put her on my chest. My two-year-old's just sitting there. He goes, did you want some cheese? And I'm like, thanks, buddy. I don't need cheese right now. And he's kind of, he was so good, you know. in the hospital. It was, oh, it was so great. He was, you know. And I, I really, really attribute their close bond to having a home birth and him watching it because it wasn't like I just bought another baby home from the hospital or bought this baby home from somewhere and he wasn't there. He was present for the whole thing. He came in. We all sat down. We'd set up a little place to hang out. And, like, we had the first feed. He tanned and fed. And it was so, like, it was pure bliss. It was just sitting in this moment of pure bliss. And... The second midwife, she just like, she was an angel. She went and she put on a load of washing. She got cars out and she played with my son. Like everything was taken care of in my house. And in that moment, I was like, you know what? This money, even if they weren't there for the birth, I'm just paying for a babysitter at this point and <laughs> they are doing an awesome job. Like, But it was, it was good. And, and I started to lose clots and I'd like, I was like, losing quite large clots and my midwife like she was saying like at that point she was like listen I know that you don't usually want things like this but at this point I need to give you an injection to help your bleeding and she I was like she was like and that way she was like you know if I speak to in a stern voice it's because I don't want you to go to the hospital I don't want you to end up there and she was so lovely and knowing that I wanted to stay in my home and she was like I'll do everything to keep you there but these clots are large and I need to do something for you to help you and I was like awesome like thank you for considering my like what I want and keeping me at my house because this is where I want to be so she gave me the injection or whatever it is in my leg and that really helped because I was like losing like a fist size clot and um yeah so that was like the continuity care was amazing she came back the next day checked on the baby and then we saw her one other time after that and then she like you know she like checked in with us quite often, like, you know, a few little texts here and there. Um, but it was just so nice to have someone that actually came and looked after us and like listened to what we wanted. And I really felt heard. And I knew that at that moment, having a midwife was the best option for us. And like I, I would recommend a midwife to anyone. I do wish we had more public funded, like wish we had that option in Queensland because I know that financially that is like a very big decision and it's not for everyone Mm. but like it was worth its weight in gold like it's not something we regret spending money on even my mom she was like you know like I don't ever regret that money because that was such a good choice at the time and um yeah like I was so glad I got to experience it and then yeah so that was that birth and that was like it it was a really good experience I would yeah, if that's what someone asked for a home birth, I'd totally recommend it. That's what really got me into really pushing for home births. So then we decided, so my third was a bit of a surprise. Um, we weren't actually planning on having kids for another few years. We wanted two and then another two. Um, and he just decided to make his appearance and I was like, you know, what, whatever. And we were like, that's it. This is our free birth. It's like, we're going to do it. Just our family, just us here. We're going to have such a nice birth. And um, he... 
it was awesome like that. I got to 42 weeks with him. And once I hit like the 41, 42 week mark, it really started to hit me that I was like, I felt so much anxiety. Um, I think because we're just from, from children, we're told like, birth is 40 weeks, birth is 40 weeks, a pregnancy lasts 40 weeks. It's like in my mind, you know, still just like working through all of that, um, feeling like it's 41 weeks, it's 42 weeks, like he's not here. Like, um, it's just, it was really starting to get me down. Like I actually had to deal with a lot of mental struggles in those last few weeks. It wasn't even, I knew I could birth. Again, my body's done it before. I knew that that was happening. But it was the mental struggle of being like, everyone's like, oh, when's the baby coming? When's the baby coming? You know? Um, And that was just like, that was really starting to play a toll on me. So at that point, I actually decided I would take it in my power and I taught myself to check my own cervix. (laughs) So I started, like, I at 42 weeks, I was like, yeah, check my cervix. I could tell that I was like four, four centimeters dilated or whatever. Um, and I was booked in with the hospital just in case I needed it, just so they had my details and what, like whatnot. So I went and saw them probably once or twice during the pregnancy. Um, and it was actually a friend that I know up there who was working. So she was really lovely. And then it was like 42 weeks and one day. And I had a spot of blood, which I'd never had before. Um, I know some people that get the bloody show, but I didn't realize when they said a bloody show, like it was like proper blood. And I was like, oh dear. And I was like, I've got jobs to do today. Like I don't have time for this. And I called the hospital and I was like, hey, I just want to check that this is normal. And they freaked out. They were like, you're 42 weeks. You can't be doing this. And I was like, I was like, I'm, I'm honestly fine. I'm fine and I'm just like I just want to check it's normal they're like yeah it can be normal it can be a sign of labor but you're 42 weeks this could be bad and I'm like oh kind of just ignored it at that point because I was like you know what I'm I don't feel like anything's wrong like just intuitively I've had enough births now I knew that nothing was wrong I'm like oh okay well you said it's like it can be a sign of labor it's normal and I was like I'm gonna go about it I'll monitor it if it gets worse then I'll do something about it so that morning I actually had to go I went and bought chicken food. I was like, I was like, that's it. Like, I've got jobs to do. Life doesn't stop. I have two kids. Like, I've got to go do things. I went and bought my chicken food. I took the kids to go see all the farm animals. And, like, this was the first, preg- like, this was the first one that had actually been, like, kind of had symptoms leading up. Like, I had a sore back all day and a few little, like, Braxton Hicks contractions. But I was like, nah, this is nothing. Like, I don't. I'll be okay. Like, and I was like, I don't think it's going to happen today. And I was, day got further on and they're like, the Braxton Hicks got a bit more and I'm like, "Mm." but my partner decided to go over to his friends that day to hang out. I think it was a weekend and he'd gone to his mate's house to chill for a bit. And I was like, oh, I'm like texting him. I'm like, babe, you may need to come home. Like I, I have a feeling it's a little bit niggly. And then nothing happened kind of thing it was like kind of dinner he's like do you need me to come home yet and I was like no I think I'll be fine I'm gonna feed everyone we're gonna just hang out watch a movie so we did and it got on like 9 30 10 o'clock and I'm putting everyone to bed everyone went to bed really late it was just one of those nights you know like nothing kind of went in order and I put them all to bed and my partner had come home and he had had like a drink or two with his mates and I was like he'd ask me he's like you know like should I not be having a drink should I be right to like 
you know and I was like no no it's fine enjoy your time with your friends that's fine like I don't care and so they all went to bed all of them like my partner the kids they all went to bed and I sat up literally as soon as I put my daughter to sleep I sat up and I got a really bad contraction I was like oh I was like that's the start of it (laughs) and I just I was like I got out of bed I was like let's let them sleep and I was like, I went and sat on a yoga ball and I'm like, suddenly you see it, you, know, you see it in the movies. They're sitting on a yoga ball in labor, people, all the videos online. And I sat on that yoga ball and I was like, this is so uncomfortable. I'm like, I don't know how people are sitting on these in labor. This is terrible. And I'm like trying to sit and watch a show and just enjoy myself. And I'm like, this is, this is not nice. And I walk to my partner and I go, um, I'm like, I think you need to wake up, babe. Like I'm like tapping. I'm like, you need to wake up and he can sorry can you take this outside baby okay okay well it's not gonna work in here sweetheart um yeah it can be louder but you need to take it out of the room sorry that's okay um Just put it in the basket and I'll hang it out later. Um, if you want it loud, it needs to go outside because it's not going to be loud in here because it's connected to something that's out there, sweetheart. Do you want to stay in here and have a booby? Oh, I'm, just, I'm just talking about you. Yeah, it needs to be louder out there because it's connected to something. Well, it's not going to work louder in the room here. Okay, chill for another second. Um, sorry, where was I up to? <laughs> Just move the mic closer to your. Um, yeah. Sorry, what was I up to? Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, waking my partner. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So at that point, I was like, I was. I tried to decide to go and wake my partner, and I like tapped him. I tapped him on the shoulder, and I'm like, "Hey, one moment, sweetie. One moment. Shh, I know. We'll put it on louder in a minute." And I tapped him on the shoulder, and I'm like, "Babe." can you wake up? And he kind of did one of those ones that men do that. Mm, mm, I'll get up. And I was like, oh, no worries. I'll let you sleep. It's okay, babe. So I went out and I like 20 minutes. I went and turned the shower on and I was like ready to get in the shower. I'm like, nah, this is getting bad. I was like, I need to go and wake him. So I'd let him rest for another 20 minutes. And I'm like waking him up. I'm like, babe, I was like, babe, I need you to wake up now. Like I'm having contractions. And he was like, oh, oh okay yeah in that point he's kind of like oh oh, all right yeah yep I'm awake I'm awake he's like oh I might just jump in the shower I'm like babe I'm I'm jumping in the shower I've got contractions and he's like (laughs) so oh well and good he's like oh yeah right like kind of came to from being asleep and I was like yep I'm gonna go jump in the shower and I hopped in he's getting everything ready um he got in had a quick shower like warmed up got himself awake and then he went and got towels out of the cupboard because I'm like I was like standing in the shower and he goes, oh, was that a push? Are you pushing? Is that a pushing noise? And I was like, oh, don't think so. He's like, I'm going to grab some towels. And I'm like, okay, can you just switch the shower off? And he mustn't have heard me. Like, And I'm like, can you, no. And I'm like turning around. The water running on me when I was like in that transition mode, I just couldn't stand it. I was like, turn it off, turn it off. He came back with towels and he's like, I was like, no, nah, he's coming. Like the baby's coming. I'm ready. And he's like, all right, all right. And he's like on the ground. We have this weird shower that has like a step into it. So he's like on the lower lower bit and he, I'm like up on this step. So it was kind of perfect. And he caught this baby and 
I like looked at the baby and I'm like, oh, so cute, so tiny. And then I'm like, this this baby looks a lot bigger than like <laughs> than our other babies. Like I'm like, you know, he's still a baby compared to my other babies. But I was like, oh my god, I can't wait to weigh him because like he looks huge compared to our other ones. But still, like it was so tiny in that moment. And we didn't know his gender. We didn't find out with him. So the first thing I do, I'm like, oh, I was convinced the whole time it was a girl. I was like, oh my god, it's a boy. Yes. We've got another boy. And he's like, ah, told you. <laughs> he's kind of the whole time. He was like, I told you it was going to be a boy. Yeah. And and it was it was so nice. We tr- I actually tried. I was like to him, I was like, go wake the kids. Like, see if they want to wake up. And the kids were just so groggy. They were like, I really, really wanted them to be awake. But clearly, in the moment, it just needed to be us. Um, and it was kind of like it was kind of good because my my oldest did wake up and he walks in and he goes, when's he gonna stop crying? So I'm like, you've got a brother. And he goes, well, when's he gonna stop crying? And I'm like. I know I'm still waiting, still waiting for you to stop crying some days, but you know, <laughs> it was, he was like, Oh, I just went back to bed. He was, he was five at the time, I think. And yeah, it was just, it was really funny. He, um, but it was just such a nice blissful. We went, we like turned on our red lights. We have like, we had like red lights all around the house and we just like sat in our lounge room and we'd bought so many yummy snacks and we finally got out all our little snacks out. We just sat having like a little feast, enjoying this newborn, just me and him. And then I called my mum down. I was like, Hey, like we had a baby. Like, and she's like, Oh, like that was quick. It was an hour 15 for this one. So wow. first proper <laughs> contraction to the baby. Mm. And, um, it was, it was so exciting. Like it was, this was like oh this was the most freeing experience I ever had like to have a free birth and a wild mostly wild pregnancy was it really really like took back my power Mm. and I was so excited I'm so glad I got to experience it like I do hope that one day I get to experience again I'd love one more but hey we'll see what the universe provides but um yeah it was the most blissful experience I just like my partner and I just got really got to enjoy and soak in this newborn and then we all just got to like it was so nice to go and snuggle in we all snuggled in bed that night we were all co-sleeping in one bed all my kids and they got to wake up and they woke up and just got to enjoy this newborn bliss because we didn't announce it we didn't tell anyone we kept it secret for like a good week or so about having this baby because I learned the hard way I just wanted to soak in this newborn bliss and just enjoy my baby yeah and um we actually the next morning because like you know like after giving birth in your own home like it's just so peaceful I didn't feel any stress like I remember with my first not wanting to leave the house for a few days Mm. but the next morning I was like let's go let's go out of the house and we went to our favorite spot like it's a nice little creek area and we took our dogs out and we all just kind of sat and the kids played and it was just so nice to be able to enjoy our newborn and not have anyone tell us what to do and not have anyone asking us to do anything or, you know, it was just so good. I, I, I don't know how else to explain it, but like, it was just this pure bliss. It was felt like we were in our own little bubble for days just enjoying this newborn. And I am really, really lucky that I got to experience it. Yes, so. it sounds amazing. And mm-hmm. and if you were, if you end up having another child, what would you choose to do? Like, what's your thoughts? 
I'd 100% go free birth again. Okay. I would 100% free birth again. I, it, to anyone who wants to like gain that power and feels confident to do so, because I know that's not for everyone, mm. um, I'd free birth over and over. Like it felt so primal and so right to just be doing that with my my tribe and my family that I created mm. and yeah I would 100% just free birth again yeah. so because it for, and I like, loved it and like we were saying earlier when we were already chatting before we started recording we were talking about how um you know like you were saying how you had a hospital birth a home birth with a midwife and a free birth and I was saying how I've experienced the same but not in that order and how people always assume that free birth is like this, you know, if you've got like a hierarchy of birth or something, which is like a really common misconception um, because I believe and, and you believe as we spoke before is like, it's whatever's right for the woman. And like, if I were to have another child, I'm not going to, but if I were, I think I would probably have another free birth like that. Yeah. At this point in my life, that would be what I need. Whereas other women may, the thought of birthing at home may terrify them completely. And so yeah. therefore birthing in a hospital would be their thing. That's it. That's it. And I don't think it's about, I'm better than, like, I don't think there's a, I'm better than you because I had a certain type of birth. Yeah. Um, I think it's, I just want women to be able to claim their power in the birth they want. Like I have a friend and she's like, I want all the drugs. I want everything. I walk in that room. I want you to give me the drugs. And I'm like, I am so glad for you that you know that you want to go in there and that's exactly what you want. Yeah. Like I, for people who want an elective C-section, absolutely go through it. Like it, you've made your decision and that like, I'm proud of you for knowing that's exactly what you want. And like for you, that's the the best option. It's not, you know, it's not a traumatic thing for you because that's what you've chosen to do. Mm. Um and I'm, I'm so glad like that women are understanding their power and being able to say no, like understanding that no is a full sentence. And I'm like, I just hope that women can go in a hospital and be like, they don't feel like they have to do a set hold. Like I feel like as women, we're often just told what we should do and how we should feel and how we should act. And I see that in a lot of um a lot of people's births, they're like, but I wasn't allowed to. Yeah. I'm like, it's your body. You definitely were allowed to. And I'm just sorry that you weren't given the tools to say that you were allowed to. Yeah. And I think it's just more so empowering women with the tools and their own power to tell people what they want. You know, if you if you feel like you want an epidural, absolutely, you yell that, you tell them. And if they refuse to give it to you, then you tell them you want someone else to come in and do it. Yeah. If you want a natural birth and they're telling you they have to give you an episiotomy and you don't want that, then you yell it. You yell and kick and scream until you get what you want because they are not allowed to touch your body unless you say so. And if they do, then there's a lot of hell coming their way. Yeah. So. Oh, I was going to say to you at the end of this, is there any messages you want to say to anyone? But I think, oh, there you go. <laughs> I think we've just wrapped it up so nicely there. Um, yeah. And what a beautiful conversation we've just had. Like, honestly, I've just sat here basically in awe of 
of your stories and your experiences because I know that you just sharing them are going to be so powerful and so instrumental in other people's journeys as well because every time a woman shares um, their experience of empowerment or, or of as you were saying um, with your last birth experience birth experience especially that it just felt so natural like when we're sort of living in that authenticity and we can share that with other people it, it like starts a spark in someone else to go oh what is it that I want? Like, how could I mm. reach this place? So I'm really, really grateful and appreciative of you coming on here and sharing your experiences. And of course, um, I'll pop your like contact details if you would like to um, yeah. in the show notes, like just in case someone wants to reach out, because a, a lot of times women do want to continue a conversation. Um, yeah, absolutely. So I'll do that as well. Um, yeah. And yeah, thank you so much for coming on here. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Uh, honestly, just thank you so much for having me. I've had such a good time. Um, I could talk about birth over and over. Like yes. I love talking about my pregnancy and birth. Like I'm one of those people, like if I could give pregnant and give birth over and over, I would. Me too. Um, <laughs> but like clearly I can't. I can't have a billion children. So yeah. I have to stop something. <laughs> maybe start our own army right now but um yeah I just hope that I've been able to empower at least one woman to make her own choice and and stand up and say that's what she wants so that's really the whole goal and I'm sure you will too so thank you again and I will chat to you soon thank you so much bye thank you for listening I hope you enjoyed today's episode If you'd like to share the love or get in contact with us for feedback or a chance to be a guest on the show, you can contact us at www.daisy.com.au. That's www.daisy.com.au. Or on our Instagram at the oxytocin hour, all one word. I appreciate you taking the time to tune in and I hope you've gained something positive from listening. Until next time.